Kevin. <laughs> you just made me laugh. I was going to stop. Go on. No, do the intro. Go on. You're going well. You're going well. Welcome to Britbot Banter. We're going to keep going. All right, welcome to Britpop Banter. My name is Kevin Dodd. That was horrendous, Ooh, You Leslie. didn't give me the heads up. I said, oh, do you want to do the intro? Yeah. You said yes, and then you opened it like it was just me and you. <laughs> Weirdo. That's what happens when you break structure, really, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, welcome to Britpop Banter. Um, this is episode nine. We're at number 43. Can't believe that. I know. We were going... Yeah, we're still, still friends. As well, yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, well, I was touch and go after Reef. Oh, you said after last week you weren't going to bring Sorry, them up again. That's it. That's it. Done. Yep. We're not going through this again. Okay. Uh, at Britpop Banter and uh, on Facebook and Twitter, or email us at BritpopBanter at gmail Questions, feedback, memories. You want to argue with us? That's fine. Uh, or you can re- leave a review as well, um, and uh, we'd we'd love to hear from you. Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists like Reef, Leslie, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Sure. (laughs) Uh, So before we get into what we did last week, we're we're here again in the morning. We are. Well, both of us have been extremely busy. And so us getting together to have a couple of beers, two weeks in a row, we've, we've lost that. And you've made me... I think this is coffee? Yeah. It's pretty rough. Well, you put rank. almond milk in it, and that's what happens. Almond and coconut milk. Almond and coconut milk. Um, yes, we've been very busy, so yeah. it's uh, been a bit of a hectic couple of weeks. Kev has kept us together, big thanks to Kev. He's holding it together I'm while I was having our mini meltdown over work for the last couple <laughs> of weeks. So um, We've made it through. We've made, made it through. It through. That's why it. you've been quiet on social. You've been quite quiet. Have. You I have. genuinely no haven't. No picking had a lot fights of time. with anyone. No. no arguments over the stone roses. No. But you've you've promised that by the end of Feb you are the schedule's up and you're you're gonna get out of there again. Oh yep. Can't wait. Watch out for that. I'm itching one. as well because I see glimpses and I go <laughs> Let me add But them. I don't have you time. You don't you leave it and I'm the one going, Oh I've got Give me a couple of weeks. Now. Give me a couple of weeks. Uh yeah, so we've both been extremely busy, but you know what? We uh, I love getting together. I love just making the time so for I. us to catch up, you know. So um, this is good. So all right, last week, Super Furry Animals. Yeah. What did you think of that episode? Enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I touched upon it at the end of the episode about you know how I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed talking about them and digging into it, and mm-hmm. um, and even though we didn't talk, obviously we're talking about the Fuzzy Logic album. It made me go and listen to. Other tracks. Okay. Like, I'd forgotten how much I love the song Demons. Like, I'd forgotten yeah. about... Yeah. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. Um, I like your view of that. You've, you've liked it more and more. You've listened to it. Yeah. Because um, that's that's exactly how I feel as well. Like, it, it brought... Again, I talked about the singles and my love for them, but going back to the album, and then every time it sort of gets better. Yeah. Um, so, I really enjoyed uh, that episode. So... We've got some stuff, a lot's been going on elsewhere as well. Uh, we appeared on the Oasis podcast. We did. We did. Now, you are a big fan of Oasis. Massive fan of Oasis. And the Oasis podcast. I really am. So this was kind of a big deal. It was a big deal for me. Do you want to run through what happened? Yeah, so there was an episode prior to the one we were on where he had 
um, James had mentioned our podcast on yep. the Oasis podcast, and yep. he had um, maybe not been the most polite about it, but he got in touch and uh, he'd said, you know, he wanted us to have our chance to have our say. He'd actually given some time to listen to our podcast, yep. and yep. so we did a bit of backwards and forwards. So yep. then he asked us to record. Um, a message for it, which I was really pumped about. Okay. Um, just for us to talk about, you know, what our podcast is all about. So we talked to him around the fact that, yeah, look, it's called Britpop Banter. We do talk about Britpop. I'm going to play it on this. So, ah. yeah, so so you're absolutely right. So it was a definitely maybe remastered yep. episode. And, uh, yeah, he sort of talked about the podcast a little, he talked about it without actually having listened to the podcast. So, you know, we will, if we want to touch on it briefly, we've learned a lot as we've sort of gone through this. Absolutely. And what we define as Britpop, we sort of encompass a whole bunch of genres, but, f- you know, that all indie, alternative, the Manchester, we sort of bundle it all up under that banner. Whereas there's the purists out there yeah. that really only see it as the 93 to 97 yeah. Um, which I kind of get. And we do it from more of a time period, right? So we're looking at it from 1990 to 2000. Yeah. Because that was when, I guess, Britpop was really, like, kicking off. But yeah. there was the beginning and the end of it too, right? So we sort of talk about that um, decade. We don't talk about anything before it. Because yeah. pe- a couple of people have said to me, oh, do you talk about Stone Roses? Well, we do, but we don't talk about that yeah. album. Do you yeah. talk about The Smiths then? Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, And yeah. then you're like, well... We mention them, but yeah. we don't talk about them because they fall outside of that. Correct. You've got Do you it. talk about you know all of these other bands like yeah. Keen? No, well, well, I wouldn't anyway. But um, they, <laughs> but you know, bands after yeah. like the Doves. Yeah. So it's not. It's just in that time period, nineteen ninety to the year two thousand. Britpop was obviously slap bang in the middle of it, Spot but there was other things around it, and we encompass that into our talk. And I think the, the call out for that is it's also when me and you. We're best mates. 100%. And in each other's pockets. Because what are we of... not now? Is that what no, 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 no. But, just for know, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just for 10 now, you know. But at the time, we went to the same school together. We re- lived around the corner from each other. Yeah. And then towards the end of that decade, we sort of went off in sort of different directions. Yeah, we did. And so our music sort of went in two different spaces. Whereas that 10 years, we were in each other's pockets. So mm. the music that may not fit in that, you know, purist Britpop, mm-hmm. there were still other albums that we sort of classify as that meant a lot to us, and that's why we're sort of doing this. So, you know, we've updated. So as a sort of, you know, we made the changes moving through the episodes in terms of the bands that we covered, and we picked up a whole bunch of new ones. We've updated a whole bunch of our content to make it very, very specific that this is not for the purist. We do cover a lot of different genres. Um, and so we... When we sort of heard this on the Oasis podcast, one, I'm entirely grateful to get a mention on, on that podcast. Uh, and then to, to James to reach out to us to sort of say, look, do you want to sort of respond and, and give us some info? So this is the soundbite that we sort of sent over uh, to James. I'll play it for you now. Hi, James and Oasis podcast listeners. This is Les and Kev from the Britpop Banter podcast. G'day. G'day. Um, we just wanted to... Um, respond to the comments that were made around our podcast in the definitely maybe remastered episode. Yep. Um, we just kind of wanted to share why um, we're doing this podcast and what the podcast is all about. Yep. Um, basically, look, we're two mates who have a real love 
of the Britpop and indie genre from 1990 to 2000. We cover bands and albums that mean a lot to us. Um, look, we are not experts. This is not the purest guide of Britpop from 93 to 97 yeah, um, by any stretch. But we do talk about Britpop in some depth. You know, what the, like what that genre was, where it came from, and we do do a bit of research into it. Um, but ultimately, it's just about us enjoying the music that we um, have loved and meant something to us. And yep. if we can introduce or reintroduce those albums back into people's listening, then I think that we're doing a great job. Awesome. And... Um... So we are at Britpop Banter on Twitter and uh, the name of the podcast is Britpop Banter. Come and have a laugh, come and have a listen to us. We do make um, some tweaks moving from episode one to two based on everyone's excellent feedback, which we're completely open to. We are learning as we go through this process. But hopefully you'll come over, have a listen to us and, um, and stay, stick with us. Um, thank you so much for, for uh, even discussing us on your podcast. Good luck with the upcoming gig and uh, we'll talk to you down the line. And with regards to the title, you know, um, Brit Pop Stroke Indie Stroke Albums We Love Banter doesn't roll off the tongue. No, so, it's not easy, is it? Um, we're just going to keep it as Brit Pop Banter, but we hope that you uh, continue to listen. Yeah, fair point. Les, we've got to get out of here, okay? We've got Dame Edna to see and we're going to drink some Fosters. Amazing. Amazing. All right, cheers. See ya. Bye. I think that soundbite sums us up perfectly. Absolutely. I think okay. you've done a great job. Thank you. Uh, I, yeah, and I think... Um, it sort of sets the scene, and thankfully, we've we you know James uh, sort of talks about it a little bit more in detail, and the fact that he's listened to some episodes, and he's he's extremely nice to us. I thought, yeah, um, and we've actually picked up some new listeners off the back of it. So thank you, thank you for, for joining that. us. Appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate. It. There was a bit of a talk about the name banter. Do you want to? I, I know it's kind of. Mm, let's talk about that for just a split second. Sure. Right. So for me. When you're thinking about the name of a podcast, right, you want it to be you want it to be short, sharp, and witty. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. I think you know on that soundbite, I explain it why we've called it that. We basically, Kevin and I have always had what we would say banter. So we just you know, as you hear on the podcast, we're back back and forth to each other about certain bands or at certain songs, and it's we take the mick out of each other we have a laugh and for us that kind of summarizes and yeah. our love for music but also our relationship as friends so i i think it's really apt for what we're trying to do yeah i don't know if it's i don't know if it was used in that particular time there's no other reason we use that word than the fact it's two people having the back and forth about music that they love yeah yeah i 100% agree i never uh when i heard the name Britpop banter which I came up with, you no. know that. Oh. Right? Okay, regardless, we're not going to argue that for an hour. But, um, and do you realise you're drinking out the water that we're supposed to be sharing? Thanks for that, Leslie. Oh, I just pour it into my glass. Brilliant, thank you. You're welcome. Gross. Uh, it's better... Th- <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. But the... I loved it. It was catchy, quick, and to me, we have positive memories of the word banter. Right, and I think that's your, your take on how you define that word. For us, only positive, um, and certainly from some of the sort of feedback and, and chatter around that word, I've seen it means the same to other people as well. It's yeah. very positive in the sense that you know you making fun of me and vice versa, and just jovial. And the, the whole point just of this, me making fun of you, <laughs> pretty much. The whole concept of this is really as if me and you were sitting in a pub, yeah. right, drinking beer, that we would be talking, obviously with 
a lot less research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and swearing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of it's to give that. I'd still be talking about Texas. Don't. We've done really well not to bring those guys up. I'm joking. Up. It was a joke. Actually, to be fair, you'd get a couple of beers in you, and you would fight about Texas. Just for the sake. Just of Just for the sake of it. So. Um, that's our kind of take of it. It was really good to be on there, and, and anyone who sort of come over from that, thank you for being with us. Did you check out his Divine Comedy comment? Oh, what, what did he say about the Divine Comedy lesson? He, I kind of skipped it. Did, um, no, go on. He had a dig at us when it wasn't us; it was you that was very quote dismissive of the Divine Comedy. And I, yep. I, I went cup in hand and I apologised and said I actually quite like the Divine Comedy. Unfortunately, my partner doesn't see the same. No? Oh, I don't get your hate for the... Anyway, we're not going to bang on about it. I'm feeling I... it's hate. They're just not... They're not your cup of tea. Nah. Right, okay. Um, all right, so that was cool. The other thing... Do you remember back the very first episode you were talking about who listens to albums? Yes. Right, Okay. I was uh, coming home from work one day. I was listening to Triple J. And, uh, which is an Australian radio station. Which is station. an Australian radio, a great, great uh, radio uh, station. The Florence Welsh was on there from Florence and Machine. Love her. Yeah, yeah. They, they were just touring. And they discussed their new song, Moderation. Have you heard that song? No. It's a good song. Good oh. song. So they played it and then they interviewed her. And they specifically asked her the question... So, you know, Moderation, it's your new single. Have you got uh, an album coming out? And she went, no. She goes, the best thing now about these platforms like Spotify or YouTube, if I have an idea about a song and I want to get it out there, I can release it like that. I don't need to plan to do a whole album around this one song. I can release an, a, a song straight to everyone without, you know, the, the fuss of doing the whole thing. So we covered it from the other way, from the consumer point of view about listening to albums. We talked about artists trying to craft albums and and did the consumer really pay attention to the way the album was structured and all that sort of stuff. The bit that we missed is that artists, well, Florence does anyway, if she does, if she wants to create a song, she can immediately get it to consumers without going to have the the rigmarole of creating an album. Thoughts? Interesting. Um... I can see what she's saying, but I don't know why that's any different when you could still have released a single before um, without creating an album. Well, I think the process involved in creating that that album is you go in and you, you record end-to-end. What she's saying is I don't even need to worry or think about that. I can just focus on this one song and how I want it to sound and I can get it straight out. True. But then how many bands would release singles? Would release a single and then release their album? So had they already created the album with that in mind or...? I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting point because I don't think we've looked at that point about you know, what it's like for an artist not to have to create an album anymore. Um, and, and, you know, look at that. An artist can get to number one with a, with a song that may not ever appear on an album. Yeah. yeah. It would make me sad if there were no more albums. I look forward to albums. It's an interesting point. Do you think we'll get to that point? Where it's just when, whole... when bands just release singles and then it's just about... It's a sad it's day. Just... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That is a sad day. I love actually. listening to an album. Um, all right. We and we've got some some homework for you to do, which I, I can't wait to talk about your homework. Oh, um, no. All right. We have a, a friend of the show, um, Tim Woods, who's who's been awesome um, talking to us throughout our episodes. He sort of talked about 
your love for the Boo Radleys in, in one of his tweets. And I sort of said, you know, it's, it's really pretty much you driving the, the sort of view on Boo Radleys. Stop Radley, it. Right? You don't like them. I don't, not as strongly as you. <gasps> and I do think I've at least considered that some of their stuff is good. Right? Okay. Uh, and then, uh, so he said, have I listened to uh, Martin Carr's solo stuff? Remember how you read out the quote about Martin? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Have you ever listened to his solo stuff? No. Did you know he had his solo stuff? No. Right. So, I thought, good on you, Tim. I'm going to have a listen, right? And I knew this with G-Yacht. I knew it. So, I listened to uh, the new Shapes of Life album, which was made in 2017. And I want you to. Right? Don't. Mm. Come on, be nice. Be nice. And I tell you now, I think you're actually going to turn around and go, because oh. what I did is I went, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I listened to it and I was actually like, Les is going to hate me because I actually really enjoyed this album. Oh. Now, okay, so that's your homework. Okay, I thanks. want you to listen to that album and I want you to see if your view still holds up. Why do you never give me good homework? <sighs> that's, the, that's what homework is, right? Number two. So uh, the second point around the album is it's only eight songs. Oh, good. I would have never well, that's that. fine. That's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like an ultrasound, which is six songs in an hour long. This is just eight normal songs. And it's classified as an album. Oh, so, well. so it's a quick listen for you. That's good news. Good news for you. Great news. So you'll like that. So um, that's your homework. Uh, now, Tim Woods, you had some other homework that you've I been did. working on for a long time. Do you want to run me through it? I do. So, um, Tim Woods, you can follow him on Twitter at at Tim underscore Woods 77. Okay. He has written a, a novel by the name of Love in the Time of Britpop. Okay. Um, we were very lucky to receive a copy of that from him to read. Thank you. And I've read it. Oh! So this is funny because I was reading um, The Sleeper Autobiography and you were reading uh, Tim's book as yeah. well. So, yeah, tell me all about it. So... Um, first of all, I just want to say it was such an enjoyable read, and I really hope people go out there and and uh, and buy it and have a read of it. So, okay. basically, it follows the life of a young lad named Chris. Mm-hmm. He's a student um, based in Sheffield, and he has a real love of music, especially Britpop. Okay, it's set in that time. Okay, um, he's from and he's from Devon, and he talks about you know living in the country and then moving to Sheffield. Um, he's a Plymouth Argyle supporter and a bit incompetent with women. It's hard to uh, sum him up. Um, but it gets, you know, it does, he does uh, get better. Okay. Um, what I loved about the book is you can really relate to it, right? So you relate to the music, the bands. I really related to it being a student um, in that time when, like, music and bands and going to live music and going to gigs. Yeah, yeah. And then hanging out with your friends and, you know, like, the dating world that is it's just like consumes your life and yeah. your head and you yeah. think that's all there is yeah um each chapter the title is has a brit prop reference whether it's an album or a song um okay and he sort of talks about the bands and the albums throughout it so i really enjoyed that um there's a lot of witty one-liners in the book okay um and you do laugh out loud a lot oh okay cool. um and you just generally warm to Chris, the main character. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so one of the best quotes from 
the why, book for me. Why are you looking at Just because I think, just want to tell you. Oh, so, one of the best quotes for me, and it Go made on. me laugh out loud because you know my thoughts on this particular band. Go on. Now, this is obviously not Tim's view, this is Chris's view, the, the fictional, fictional character. character. But I laughed out loud. Um, he said, look, when it comes to sex, I've always assumed that my enthusiasm and energy just about compensate for the lack of any real talent. A bit like menswear. <laughs> So um, there's a lot of witty one-liners like that And it made me laugh But look, I really recommend people to go out and read it It's a real fun um, read I loved all the references Tim, thanks so much for sending that through I really enjoyed it So it's Love in the Time of Britpop by Tim Woods And follow him at Tim underscore Woods 77 Thank you He's he's, yeah, awesome bloke Um, Sends a lot of stuff our way Uh, You had some music to review I did. Right. Do you, which do you want? You had the good, the bad, and the queen. I did. Or Ian Brown. Which one do you fancy? Um, Ian Brown. Right. Okay. Let's go. Go on, Ian Brown. What do you reckon? I gave. I would give Ian Brown a seven out of ten, for the reasons being, I enjoyed the album. Okay. Um, so the album is Ripples, by the way, for anyone. Yeah, yeah. the album's Ripples, and okay. that's actually a good song on the album. Yeah. The okay. track Ripples. Um, is it unfinished monkey business? No. Is it Golden Great? Absolutely not. But did I enjoy it? I did. So the song, The Dream and the Dreamer. I've got that. Yeah, that's it. That that song, please go out and listen to that song. It's been in my head for days. Yeah, okay. Like, I love it. Yeah. The first track on the album, First World Problems, really enjoyed it. Great song. Um, And the track Ripples is a great song as well. Now, Ian? (laughs) You're talking directly to you! (laughs) When... What were you doing? What were you doing? With the last track, Break Down Walls. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. It's not how the album should end, because that's not the path you've been going down. Yep. And I... Oh! Ian, Ian, Ian. We 100% agree. Wow. So I've gone... um, It's a great intro with First World Problems. Great song. Great song. Uh, The Dream and the Dreamer is excellent, from Chaos to Harmony. It's Raining Diamonds... Oh yeah, forgot it's about a that. Good yeah, song. great song. Uh, the not so great, uh, breathing and the great easy song. That's just the third song with him with the yeah, guitar. Song. It's always going to be tricky business. Black roses could have been good, but it's way too repetitive. Yeah. Oh god, and break down the walls. It's not often I speak my mind. That is absolutely horrible. <laughs> I've gone, and can I tell you what my next line is? Yep. I'll take Buzzkill over this. Nah. Easy. No. Easy way. Nah. I'll take Buzzkill. Nah. Easy. Straight. Yep. I'll be taking Breakdown Walls Babylon over that any day. You will listen to Babylon on repeat over Buzzkill. Yes, I will. <sighs> yes, so I anyway, will. that album, so we've been, I've been sort of leading up to it. It's very mixed reviews on the album. And I think that, that what ties... What did you give it? Uh, I give it a six. Oh! <gasps> I'm higher than you. Yep. This is the first time ever, is it? Uh, look, let me look at the list. No, no Ekabelli. Yeah. Ekabelli, and you actually, you actually like that quite a lot more than me. But I, in my view, there are some good songs, but there are some bad songs, and then that last song, the break down the walls. I just, I in my mind, we talked about this before the podcast, and I said, who's the producer? Who's in the studio, saying, brilliant. Great way to end an album, Ian. Job done. Get it out. Like who? No. Who had control over that? I don't know. So I'm a six on that one. No, I'm seven. Okay. I think there's enough 
There's enough, enough on the stuff. album to make me want to listen to it again for sure. But you know I'm a massive fan, right? So I think you're biased. There's probably a little bit of that. Yeah. But which is, I think, you know, you do look at some of these albums with a bit of nostalgia, and if you do particularly love, well, it's, it's sometimes to hear them hard again. to be that objective, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am about breakdown walls. That is rubbish. Yeah, I agree. So, but there is enough good. Is yours unfinished monkey business or golden grapes? Where do you have them? Oh, good one. Because um, I remember you hammered unfinished monkey business, and I wasn't. I remember not having a bar of that album. No, I liked it. No, no, you liked it. I didn't. And then I Go- love it. No, I love it better. Golden Grapes was the one that connected us because you went. You need to listen to this, and I was like, "Oh, actually, that's that is great." And album. then I went back and I listened to. Unfinished no, I love Unfinished, Business, and it, it grew on me. Okay, so yours is Unfinished over Golden. Yeah. Okay, cool. Not much in it, but yeah. Not much in. It. All right, okay, cool. Right, let's get to the weird one. Let's get to the good, the bad, and the queen. Mm. You don't have so... a rating for this yet. You, we talked about this before. Um, you don't. You don't have it. I do know. Go on. I reckon we're on. I reckon we're going to say the exact same thing. Six point five. Uh good, the bad, and the quiz. Six point five. Yeah. Wow. Six point five. It could have pushed up to seven. Right. So can I just talk about my thoughts on this album? Yes, please. Okay. So when we first did the the episode and you showed me the video to <laughs> Maryland, yeah. right? And I was like, what on earth? So I listened to the to the album. Um, first listen. I was like, I was a bit speechless. I was like, I don't. Like you pulled that face. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know it, it's what a very happened confusing there. Album, yeah. And then I thought, no, no, give it another listen. And I had read reviews, and there's a lot of great reviews about it, right? Mm-hmm. People really talking mm-hmm. it, talking it up. Mm-hmm. Went back to it and listened to it again. Mm-hmm. Now, where I stand now is I actually love the track Maryland. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Um, I love the song Lady Boston. Oh. I've got that with a choir in the background. Great song. Beautiful song. Um, it's he's just. I think they're very well written songs, and it's just got that theme. It's obviously about. It's really nostalgic. It's nostalgic. English nostalgia. You said it. Yeah, you did. About the time of like British identity. He talks. Look, if you think about all of his albums, I was thinking about this. If he's been involved with it, Blur or him, yeah. There is a lot of that. He started it in Park Life. What? Now, yeah. I know you don't want me to always make connections to political themes. Uh, yep. Think about Park Life. It yes. is, right? Yes. Really buoyant, upbeat song. Oh, I see where you're going with up this Up and one. about. Yeah, right, and right. it was like, you know, girls and boys, Park Life. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was like, I don't know, it was a very optimistic album in some ways. Okay. And really upbeat. Yeah. When we were talking about Britpop in terms of how the UK was changing that political scape. Right. Fast forward. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Not that point. Not that optimistic. Not that amazing. And you think his music is reflecting that? I actually do. Oh. And I think that album does. I think it's a very clever, very well written album. Um, it's it it's quite a bit confronting at times because of the loops that are in it with that whole. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I... Um, so it's not an easy listen. Yeah. It... Is that a good album? Yes. Would it be the first thing that I'd put on if I when I jump in the car in the morning and go to work? Ooh. I really want a good album. Yeah, you nah. would put that on. No, I would not. No, you're right. I tell you, and that's we've talked about this a lot, and this is probably the last we've banged on about this for a while. We're not going to talk about the good and bad degree after this. Um, but over the course of the last couple of weeks, it's it's been very hard to to rate because to your point, when do you listen to this album? And in what kind of mood do you need to be in to, to get the best out of it? And so there's been moments where I've been, 
listening to it and I've, I've, I've walked away going I, this is a great album and then there's moments where I go not today not, not, same. not now same same so um, six and a half sometimes a seven but no more than seven that's yeah. where I sit Look, there's no bad songs on the album either. There's a couple of average songs. Uh, the Great Fire, Last Man to Leave is bad. The Poison Tree is a bit iffy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, same same as you. And, and I think you've nailed it around that nostalgia. Some of the yeah. loops and samples that they use is yeah. very retro UK. That The Blackpool thing, for example, comes yeah. through. Yeah. All right, okay. But this, all right, now we're running out of albums. So you've already got your Ooh. homework. You have uh, Martin Carr. Mm. So we've got him. But you've got two, you've got three albums you haven't done. All right. You've got The Manics, Resistance is Futile. You've got Cast, Kicking Up the Dust. Or you've got James, Living in Extraordinary Times. Three. I will take The Manics. Okay. And Martin Carr. Yep. And then next You just want to take that? Yeah. Okay. Plus Martin Carr. Let's do that. All right. Done. Because I'm going to need something to probably cleanse Uh, my ears. Yeah. And The Manics album is really strong, actually. So I think you'll, you'll like that. Um, Alright, so Britpop Aligners Alright, so Do you want to ask me It's you to ask me We've, we've remembered this time um, What are you looking for? The list, it's around um, If you want to ask me about Go on, pick someone Okay, first one um, Marion Uh Okay, Marion, um, they are one of the, the more revised artists that we had. Um, the original album was really good. Um, they, I'm trying to think what songs they had. The original album? The original album was This World in the Body, or This World in the Body, or something like that. And they had some crackers, actually. This uh, track to Sleep, I think, was one of them. Anyway, look. Point is, Marion's first album was really, really good and it was a pleasure to listen to them. Their second album um, came towards the end of the 90s and it wasn't as good. So, Sum up their sound for me, one line. What would you... It's kind of hard to... Def- there's... And that's... I think maybe that's the problem with Marion is they sound a bit like everyone else. No, that's, that's your one-liner, no. Marion. You sound like everyone no, that's else. Not, that's, that's his one-liner, everyone. That's harsh. No, they do actually have some really good music. And the other thing about Marion, um, I think they're back together, and I think they're touring at the moment as well. So um, I, yeah, I I like Marion. Yeah. I just know that that album stood out more for me. Uh, next one, Ocean Color Scene. Ooh, oh, didn't see that. Uh, so you talked about these in a previous episode where we were supposed to go see them and I didn't go for some reason. Um, Ocean Colour Scene, I would say, are a great band. And, and their first two albums are great. I think the third one, even one from the modern, I think is a third album, has some big hitters on it as well. But then after that, they sort of drifted drifted away. But their first album and the impact they made to the scene mm. with the, the Riverboat song, like they had some absolute belts. So my, my one-liner is a great band with some really solid big hits. One of my memories, and it was a gig I missed towards the end of the 90s, is they played Edinburgh Castle. and I thought That would have been amazing. That would have been, that would have been at their peak. 
and I wish I had gone to see that gig. And I think it was around the time I was leaving the UK, so I can't remember the reason why, but I would have loved to have gone. Good band. So what's your one-liner? Great band. Big hits. Big hits and regrets. No, it's okay. no, not... Stop, whoa! <laughs> I like Ocean Colour Scene. Um, some great albums, great songs. Uh, I'd, yeah, that's about it. Next. David Devant and his spirit wife. <laughs> Why'd you say it like I that? I don't know, it felt like I was on the news. <laughs> uh, if I could do a one, one word, fascinating. Oh. Right? Because they, not even on my radar at all. No idea who this band were. And it was when we started talking about Britpop, this, a few, quite a few people came to me about David Devon. So I went down this sort of road of trying to, to, to listen to the stuff. Great songs. Real, they do a song called Ginger, which is hilarious. Um, they have uh, a good song called I'm Not Even Going to Try, which is brilliant. Yeah. And I've watched, there's a video of them doing it in front of an audience. And they're, they're just such an unusual, kooky, yeah. different... Ginger's a great song. But so much fun. I just, seriously, I thank you to whoever recommended them. Very unusual band, but I actually really like them. Oh, good. Yeah. So what do you think of those three? Happy? I wish I'd nailed the Marion a bit better, but... Yeah. Um, I did it for you, Marion. Sound like everyone else. No, that's not what oh, I meant. That's, what he that's said. not what I meant. He said it, didn't he? Uh, Everybody. Yeah. Well, obviously, when I listen back, and I can edit, I'll just do that. But that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's one liners. Thank you for that. Um, where are we next? All right. Let's actually get into this blooming album. No, I've got things to talk about. You always have things to talk about. Is it relevant? Yes. Go on. What have Couple you got before things. I get into this album and? We've gone over, so go on. No, this is, uh, I want to talk about this. All right, so, okay. um, obviously all our friends and people that are, who know us and are close to us know that we're doing this podcast. So yeah, okay. people start sending me bits and pieces of information. Um, and I really... Better than death threats. Well, yeah, they, they seem to have died down, <laughs> so that's fine. I now leave the house, so... <laughs> um, but uh, look, a good friend of mine shot me a text a couple of weeks ago with uh, an article... What's funny? <laughs> Just go on, keep going. Um, with an article, um, it was in the Independent by David um, Barnett, and it's called "Feeling Supersonic." Oh, okay. And Didn't the uh-huh. article is about how he claims he thinks 1994 was the best year for music ever. Ever. Big call. Big call. But so he look. He talks a lot about it. He said, "Look, at that time, it was the best year to live through." He was 24. So he was 10 years older than we were yep. at that time. Yeah. But he felt there was a real, it was a real time of like transcendent change in the UK. And we've talked about this a lot. Okay. He used that year as Tony Blair became the leader of the um, Labour Party. Mm-hmm. And it was the year of the IRA ceasefire. So oh, yeah. there was a lot of optimism around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he said, look, what well, after what seemed like years of stagnation, there was this real whiff of change in the air. People were more optimistic and the music reflected this. Okay. So he... You always look bored when I talk about this. I wish <laughs> people have actually commented that he, Kev always sounds bored when you. T- I was like, I know because it's semi. Is that what people say? Yeah, really. You sound bored. I just. You I look just, bored. I well, that's no one can see that. No, but, but I think it's because I let you speak. Like this is all this when you do this thing, it's all you, and I don't. I don't have anything to offer, so I just sit here and I'm like, all right, cool. Okay, but you're not bored. Do you find it interesting? Absolutely. Sure. Riveted. <laughs> 
Good. So, anyway, he talks about people felt more optimi- uh, optimistic in the music reflective. it. He said that there was um, a real rapid revolution, an evolution in music, and that people's record collections started becoming more eclectic. So he gave the example, right, and I loved it. He was at Glastonbury and he was stood in the middle of a field and he said he was watching Orbital play, who we're going to see next week. Yes, can't wait. And he, they were playing a set which seemed like he was. they were playing to like the half of the world because there's so many people there. And what he loved about it is where people, so many different people with different bands, T-shirts on. So some people had come to see Oasis, some yeah, people had come yeah. to see Bjork, some people had come to see James, some people had come to see M people. Yeah. But at that time... No one went to see M people. No. <laughs> well, he said... <laughs> probably didn't. Um, he talks about the fact that we talk a lot about that being the Britpop era. Right. But he said, look, if 1994 did give us Britpop, um, and that was all it gave, it would still deserve a place in posterity, but it was much more than that. So he talks about... Um, you know, you think about 1994, that was when... You know, you had definitely maybe up against part life. Yes. And it, but it wasn't just about you know Blur and Oasis. There was Pulp. There was Echo Belly. There was Suede's album. Yep, of course. Um, he talked about Primal Scream. Okay. Um, and how you know they even reinvented themselves because in 1994 was when they re- released um, Give Out but Don't Give Up. Yeah, yeah. Which was a very different album to Scream of Delica. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he goes on to talk about what isn't often talked about in that period of time and I'm glad he did because it's a real it's a music genre really close to my heart was 1994 also gave us gave us trip hop okay so he spoke about yeah look Massive Attack had already in 91 released Blue Lines which is one of my favourite albums Um, but then in 94 we had Massive Attack's um, second album and then we had Dummy by Portishead beautiful now we touched upon is that Britpop or not and it isn't clearly it's in that trip pop but it's in that it did okay in, in that polls, year um, he said you also ha- you had to think about comebacks in 1994 as well oh. was when Stone Roses released Second Coming of course was it ever going to be as big as the Stone Roses self-entitled to self-titled album mm-hmm. no but <laughs> It was amazing, and he said, "What it was? It was an event." And I've spoken about this before. Yes. And it was exciting, and it was history in the making, and people were so pumped for that release of an album. Yeah. And I just think we kind of miss that now. Albums get released, I think, on Spotify in a blink of an eye. You don't know. You like it's like there's a real sense Uh, of excitement. You're you're absolutely right. Oh, thing is, albums coming out soon, or some of these albums are coming out soon, and there's this like sense of excitement. Um, He also talks about that year. and I loved this particular quote from an article. I'm going to quote him directly um, because I think it sums up, first of all, what we're trying to do with our podcast, but also what music means to you and I. So it's, he said, you might love Oasis more than Prodigy or you might love Blur more than Portishead, but the chances are you listen to all of it. True. And I loved it at that time because we did. Yeah. Because one minute we'd be listening to... You know, music for the jilted, but yeah. then you've got definitely maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? Then you've got Dummy by Portishead, which we loved, but then you're going to listen to Park Life. Yeah. Okay. And when I think about it, there is more to it than just Britpop. That was a tremendous time okay. for different music and different genres. Yeah. Um, and basically, he then ends like he ends, and I love this as well. He ends the article by saying, "Look, '94 was the best year forever for music." obviously about for him and he said come at me yeah but the way he wrote it was but it was a spirit is something we could surely do with today which i think is what my point 
when uh, I've been tying everything up all yeah, nicely okay. for me. Okay, yep, yeah, okay. Um, and what's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on that? I loved your passion during that. Oh, I, I love that article, so I want to say a big shout out to my friend that sent me that. Oh, Thanks, I, Emily. Yeah, okay. Um, I loved your passion. So, a couple of things. You didn't sit still the whole time, and you probably picked up on that, which is good because when you're passionate. It's a nightmare for me to edit it, but it, it, when, when you're passionate, you get really involved in it, and that's something you're extremely passionate about, which I love. My second, uh, I agree with everything um, that journalist said. I, I think it's for us, and that's probably why we've got into a bit of trouble over this this podcast, is because for us, it encapsulates so other styles of music that we've tried to bundle under one umbrella, and we've got into trouble for that, but that's that was our view of the world. They all went hand in, I mean hand in hand so yeah the second the third and last point is that your handwritten notes right <laughs> are nonsense as usual but you've used a highlighter yeah right yeah but i think you've lost the purpose of a highlighter <laughs> it's to highlight right you've got an entire page of scribbles and the entire page is highlighted yeah, you've gone through isn't. the whole thing some isn't this bit on the i'll tell you what what's that 20% yeah, unhighlighted? I just want to point Did you read out. through No, that? no, no. So, there, so this is highlighted because this is the body of work. This has got two lines through it because I really want to talk about it. Or you put lines through it. Lines through it because I'm like, that. Mm, oh. if I've got time, I will, but it doesn't matter. And then the ones with the asterisks, they are the ones that I want to directly <laughs> talk about. <laughs> Logic. <laughs> highlight it, read all that. If it's got lines through it, that's my important point. And then stars, really read it. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Nonsense. Anyway. Cam, we are clocking on here. Have you got anything I else might you share add? this article, though, with everybody, because oh, I generally be want people to read it. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Have you got anything else you want to add before we jump into this album? No. No. Do that. Okay, cool. So the album is Audio Web Fireworks City. Finally, we're here. Yep. Now, uh, we talked about them, obviously, when I told you that this is the album we're going to cover... Um, you've sort of had a week to reflect on that and, and sort of listen to this album. You comfortable with where it sits? Um, Number 43? So, okay. Controversial. What's controversial about so I'm it? like, okay, so first point, I'm really happy we get to talk about them. Excellent. I'm really glad they're in the top 50. Yep. Do I think this is a better album than The It Girl by Sleeper? No, I don't. Oh! Um, do I think it's a better album than some of the other ones we've spoken about? No, I don't. In your do, opinion? In my yeah. opinion. Humble opinion. In my humble opinion. Yeah. So, am I glad it's in the top 50? 100%. Do I like this album? A lot. But maybe... You're looking at the ones we've just covered and you sort of say it doesn't yeah. stand up there. To me, and, I, and this, is the, this is probably the first album that I have significantly liked more than you. And you could probably say that about the Screamadelica one, where we were totally opposite. This is probably the other one. And you still like this, but I like it a lot, right? So, um, all right, so um, this was released in August 1998, right? So we're at the end of, of sort of Britpop, as we know it. Album cover, very generic, has Fireworks City in red uh, on a yellow backdrop. Nothing, nothing stand out about that. Um, this is their second album. The previous album was their self-titled. Do you know where the self-titled one got to? So in the, the chart? Yeah, yeah, so that was um, the Bank Robber one. I had Sleeper on it as well, which is a good song. Yeah, well. it's a great song. Uh, Guess. In the top 20? Not even close. Number 70. Wow. Yeah. And where did this album get to, did you say? Uh, I haven't said that yet. This album didn't chart. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It didn't even chart. 
Okay, so I'm actually stunned. You are. That's that was silence and a, a bit of a lost look. So let me let me tell you what. So what followed this album? How did we even know about it then? I don't know. Well, actually, I do know, and I bet you know. So I will come to that. Remind me later on. Right. So when we go through the singles, go Kev. I'm speechless. Right. It's not so, often. <laughs> never. Um, so what followed it? Nothing. The band broke up in in uh, in '99. A year later. That's harsh. Don't it, charm. So the label, it was Mother, which is the U2 label um, that they created in 1983. It's no longer around, um, but uh, the other artists on the label was Bjork, obviously AudioWeb, Golden Horde, Bumble, Injun Alley. No, same. So uh, that label stopped in in 2000. Uh, The producer was Steve Loreni. Stephen Loreni. Do you know who that is? I thought you would. So he was part of the Altered Images band. Oh, was he? Yeah, Scottish band. Oh. I saw, I've actually got a note. Do you, have you ever heard of them? Yes, I have. Oh, have you heard, just have. And the happy birthday song that they play? Yes. Okay, I think everybody knows that song. But um, I had them on. They're actually pretty good. Um, so Stephen has also produced Black Grape, Space, and get ready for it, Hanson's Middle of Nowhere album. Oh, mm-bop, there you go, you get to sing in this episode I know I missed oh, that Yeah, I think I actually missed that too Did the listeners miss it? I think they did uh, we still, I still need to do that poll I will do it, I will do it um, So it's 11 tracks, 48 minutes Chart, didn't chart How long was it in the charts? Zero That's the first time I've ever written that That's hard, I hated that doing harsh. that Hated it Alright, you ready for the singles and the albums? Yes They're brand new, 1998 We're talking about <laughs> You're pumped uh, right, so let's go albums as yep. we normally do. 1998 August. Give me uh, a band or an artist that you think might be in the charts. Fat of the Land. No. Okay. That's a really specific guess, though, to be honest. Um, because I remember it at that time. Okay. It's not summer. Yeah. White um, on Blonde. No, no, actually, no. But let's so let me take you through them. Yep, you'll love it. Number ten. Yep, my boy. Again. <laughs> Who's my boy? Simply Red. He's in here. With what? <laughs> Simply Red Blue. Do you know that album? No. Oh, neither do I. And he's not in the singles chart either. So Thank God. I don't know why, but he he reached number one again with that album. So there was, must have been something big. Unbelievable. On it. Number nine. Hello Nasty by the Beastie Boys. Oh, you love the Beastie Boys. I knew. I'm glad you remembered that. I remember buying that. So I love the Beastie Boys. I I, I still love them. And I remember buying that album and sitting in my living room and playing it. Remember the big stereo my dad had? Your mum must have been out. No, she was in. Oh. I said, mum, I need to play this big stereo. You know, one of the old school proper stereos with the turntables on the top. So I was like, bang, play that. And I remember hearing that album for the first time and just going, this is phenomenal. I had intergalactic, had body moving. Just... And, and you didn't get it switched off? No, I think my mum was in the kitchen baking or something yeah. like that. It was brilliant. Yeah. So not only that, I get the Beastie Boys and a chocolate cake after. Look at remember that. my mum's chocolate cake? Yeah, lovely. Oh, awesome. I was always scared of dropping crumbs though. Yeah, don't... You... No. What are you thinking? I know. Uh, number eight, uh, version two by Garbage. <gasps> Good okay. album. Yeah, it went to number one. Number seven, Life Through a Lens by Robbie. Oh, my God. So, I just can I just pause? Because if that album, oh, you're if, there. if that's in there, if that is in there, I know it's going to be in the can singles t- chart. Can I tell you what's there? So, number one, obviously, that album got to. Oh. 
39 weeks on the chart at this time. Most overplayed album. It used to do my head in. All of my friends, my female friends, loved him. Loved this album. So I'd go in, have you listened to Fat of the Land by... No. I just want to listen to Angels by Robbie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that album, I couldn't stand it. Uh, couldn't stand it. I don't mind it. Come at me. I, I, I don't mind it. It's actually... It's all right. Uh, so we talk about the next one. Uh, so let's talk about Love is the next one by Celine Dion. That's why I've got that oh, from. again. You ready? Eagle Eye Cherry. Desireless. <gasps> Go on. Oh, no. Stay tonight. Stay tonight. But the break of dawn. Gone tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. Number four. Oh, I... I didn't own this, but it was another one in the car. And when you hear it, you go, Lighthouse Family, Postcards from Heaven. You had that. I didn't own it. It's my dad's. Stop it. Oh, it was his dad's now. All right, okay. So he, everybody drives his no, car no. apart from Kev. He loves sure. the Lighthouse Family. Uh, number three, International Velvet by Catatonia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Let's oh, move on. Jesus. Number two, Talk on Corners by The Corrs. You loved the chorus. No, I didn't. Don't even. <laughs> don't use. No. And I will run away. Oh, God. I didn't even know that. I will run away with you. All right. Lovely. Lovely. Good. You missed this so much. Good. Number one, Jane McDonald with her self titled album. <laughs> what is that? And she's not in the top. <gasps> was she the one that worked on the cruise ship? What do you was... mean? No, no, there was like a there was like one of those talent show programs, and she worked on a cruise ship or something, and then she became famous. Right, let's write I'm that sure down. My parents let's loved write it. down who is Jane McDonald, cruise lady. I'm telling you, I put them wrong. She's probably a dinner lady or something. <laughs> She's probably a dinner lady. <laughs> Do you want to apologise for saying that? Well, no, I don't know because it's. But you at least. <laughs> She's female. Must be a dinner lady. No, like, because it was one of those talent competitions and she was something, like a dinner lady at work on a cruise, something like that, and she became famous. Right, I'm okay. telling you. Okay, all right, okay, cool. So, do you want the singles? Yeah, brilliant. No, it's going to be Angels by Robbie and all sorts. Number 10, you sang it, Safe Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. Number 9, a belter of a song, uh, Deep Around the Ground by Jamiroquai. Great song. Off the soundtrack? A movie. What? I don't know. Think, think about it. Think about it. trivia, right? So here we go. I've got you. I've got you. Deeper on the ground by Jamiroquai. Think of the video that this centers around, and it's you think about my movie type. Think about it. Oh, think it's got monsters. It. There you go. Keep going. Keep Aliens, going. Monsters. Big. Don't know. Godzilla. Godzilla. Great song. Never got that. Uh, I've never seen that. Number eight, just the two of us by Will Smith. Don't know that. What? Do I know Just that? the two Can of us. us. We can make it if... Is that... Oh. Yeah. Uh, number seven, I Can't Help Myself by Lucid. No. <gasps> you do it was a dancey song. I can't help myself. It's a dancey song. Is it? Mm-hmm. Didn't sound like it. Number six, Another Level with Freak Me. I don't know that. It's a boy band. Yeah, I don't know it. Yeah. Never heard it. All right. Uh, oh, God. This is surprising. Number five... Ace of Base, Life is a Flower. 1998. But what was that? Life is a Flower? I only know the... Um, all That She Wants. All That She Wants. Yeah, of course. 
Number four, and we've talked about these guys before, and you do need homework on these guys because you didn't know who the hell they were. <sighs> so you've just scored another piece of homework. Apollo 440, Lost in Space. I do. I remember them vaguely. I will listen. That's some I don't know songs. that song. Can you sing that song? Uh, uh, no. Because it's dancey. It's a hard, it's a hard dance the, song. Do you know the tune? I, I'd have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. There is a song by Apollo 440, I Will Play You, and I swear it's one of my best ever dance tracks. It's tremendous. Okay. Uh, number three, you will sing this Ghetto Superstar. Ghetto Superstar, <laughs> that is what you are. Get on, on up. Me, <laughs> Beautiful. Number two, Come With Me by Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page. Well, I don't know what that is. I don't know. And number one, Viva Forever by the Spice Girls. I don't know what that goes like. Viva forever. Viva forever. And oh, no, I don't want me that. Just, <laughs> just make it up. I don't, can't remember that song. I was thinking of the other one, To Become One. Oh, it sounds about the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, all right, let's get into... Music was getting bad. Yeah, it was... Actually, that charts wasn't too bad with some of the other ones that we've seen, but, yeah, it's not great. Um, so let's get into AudioWeb. Um, so AudioWeb, they're a four-piece from Manchester, formed in 1991, um, they were originally called the Sugar Merchants. Oh. However, it's hard to tell when the Sugar Merchants ended and AudioWeb started. It's kind of the same thing. The only difference that I can see, and someone is, is absolutely going to correct me, which is, which is fine. There is, and, and one, I'll say this up front, there is not a lot on AudioWeb. There is not. And we're going back, you know, 20 odd years yeah. trying to find information about this band is extremely hard. I found one YouTube clip of the Sugar Merchants. They're on this... Um, Granada TV show uh, singing a song called Without Love which is a good song uh, they have a female co-singer uh, so it's audio web plus a female sort of co-lead singer really good song but then I can't find out who the lady was and when she disappeared and when audio web actually just became uh, a four piece so yeah anyway yeah. Uh, so um, the band Martin Sugar obviously Merchant uh, is uh, the lead singer what do you think about his vocals? And also, are we going to get in trouble for talking about this as being Britpop as well? But what do you think about his vocals? First I like his vocals. He has an interesting style. You're not. You're probably never going to hear it again. Yeah. Um, and it was certainly very, very different. It's what makes it unique. Exactly. So he does... There's two parts, I, th- I would say, to his vocals. There's the beautiful singing, um, singing of melodies. And then there's the second part, which is that kind of rap, reggae... Um, and there's this apparently there's a term known for it, which is singjaying, which is a Jamaican style of reggae vocals combining toasting and singing that encourages rhythmically compelling and texturally impressive vocal embellishments. Oofed. That's a mouthful, isn't that it? It is a mouthful. But yeah, it, it's absolutely right. There's two there's two styles of his his lyrics, which some people may not like, but it's actually what drives me to this band because I love that he can go from that sort of sort of almost rapping style to this just this beautiful lyric. Uh, you've got Sean McCann on bass, Robin Fowle on guitar, and Robert Maxine Maxfield on drums. They only had two top 40 hits. Can I guess them? Yes, of course you can. Yeah, go for it. Bank robber. Uh, yes. Policeman skank. Yeah, well done. Boom. Bang. Well done. Uh, so they had top 40. They had nine top 75s. So you look a bit surprised by that. So two big... Sort yep. of hits, and then the rest all went into the top seventy-five bucket. Why? Yeah. yeah. Why? Um, Timing. Maybe. What was the year again? This album was released. Uh, this I did. I not say it's August nineteen ninety-eight. 
Yeah, that's right. Timing. Timing, maybe. But also, I mean, their, their previous album as well, again, you no big hitters off that. Look, I think this album, right, I think they are required taste. It's not mainstream. Um, okay, yeah. Policeman's Gang and Bank Robber are. Okay. But, like, they're not... Yeah, I think it's a lot to do with the fact it wasn't. they didn't have huge hits. And even those tracks, right, and I love them, but they're not going to be big. They're not big hitting yeah, tracks. I agree with you. And they are... They're not their best tracks either, in my opinion. No, they're not. Um, I do love Policeman's Gang. So they always seemed to be the support for bands. Yeah. So they supported... U2 was their biggest. Um, oh, wow. They, well, they were on same the same record. label. Yeah. yeah. So obviously promotion of them. Um, so they did... A, a, I can't remember. I think it's like Seven Dates or something with U2. But they've supported, supported Space, EMF. You're unbelievable. I knew, oh yeah. I give you one pause, you come in. Oh, what a team, what a team. Fun loving criminals. You cats. love them. I love the fun loving criminals. I wish I could talk about them, but they are, and, and we saw them years ago and they were brilliant there. Coogee. In Coogee. Uh, so, so, like I said, the band broke up in 99. So, since then, right? So, Martin, lead singer, went on to. Uh, his own band uh, called Super Jammer in 2010. Have you heard of Super Jammer? No, and that name. I'm not surprised. Uh, not too much on Super Jammer. Uh, there's three songs on YouTube Rudy, It's Alright, and Mad About It. The website doesn't exist for Super Jammer. It's, there's not much on them at all. Uh, and he DJed as well. Oh. So he, yeah, he sort of branched off into that. Um, Robin Fowle and Sean McCann they joined Badly Drawn's boy band for the Bewilderbeast tour oh wow yeah so they went into his band uh, then McCann and Rob Maxi Maxfield teamed up with Ian Brown on his Music of the Spheres tour so Maxi apparently has been Ian Drummer's uh, Ian Brown's drummer ever since oh wow yeah didn't know that did you no uh, Sean also did a side project called Fellow Traveller uh, not much out there, but there's some really good remixes of some stuff on there. Uh, they continued to meet every sort of year since they broke up and they talked about reforming. It was spearheaded by the fact that Ian Brown once said that if the Roses ever reformed, the audio web could support them. What happened? Roses eventually reformed. They played a sellout soul, uh, show at Etihad and audio web supported them. They reformed. That would have been amazing. Uh, the video's online. Oh, I'm going to watch that. It's 30 minutes, um, and it must have been really early in the day. So it, it must have been, you know, it must have been an all-day event, I'm guessing. But when AudioWeb went on, the, 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 the stadium, there wasn't a lot of people in there. But it's still good to see them some play and, and see them live. Uh, the band were actually going. So from that, they went into a bit of a revival mode, and they started touring. Right, so they started touring again, which is great. But I've got really bad news. Oh. You don't know this, do you? Um, and I don't want to delve into it too much, but um, in really sad news, the singer Martin is actually in prison serving time. Oh, for what? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. So um, it was really sad because you can sort of, when you go through some of the social media side of things, you can see the sort of momentum building behind the band. And then, unfortunately, this happened. And so he is currently serving, I think, I think it's seven years. So I'm not, I don't want to talk about what and why and where. If the information's out if you want to go look for it. Um, so it's a bit of a sad story. 
I, I feel looking back at one of my favourite bands to sort of see that, mm. and especially when they were just starting to to sort of get momentum, and yeah. I might have got some new music. I didn't see that from. coming, that's for sure. Sorry, yeah, well, it's sort of hard, and it made me think: Do we still continue? Because and then you're like, no, it's 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 one. No, of it's still a great. Album. Exactly. So we talked about why weren't they so big? Yeah. Right. What happened? So in an interview for Marco on the bass which I will post because it's an excellent article and interview on AudioWeb and it interviews Martin directly. Martin was asked, um, do you think AudioWeb got a fair shake from the UK music press? I always had the sense that they could not wrap their head around an indie band mixing guitar rock and reggae fronted by a black lead singer, right? So this this is Martin's response to the question. And this is a quote, it's not me. Yes, you are right. I don't think we got fair press at all, and I don't think the press knew any black people. I think that part of the press was very racist, but we knew it would be a problem, but I've had to deal with racism all my life. Manchester is a multicultural place, but the music of the 90s did not reflect it at all, which was a shame. The rock and pop press, like when there were four or five white guys, they they liked when there was four or five white guys in a band. The only time a black guy has any chance of making money and being famous was in sports. So it's really sad that he, yeah, kinda, that he sad. has he has that that view. Um, I'm not going to share my opinion on it, but he was also asked, "What's your, what's your fondest memories of performing with AudioWeb?" The greatest time with AudioWeb was on tour with U2. We did eight dates supporting them, and going on TFI Friday was a killer. And doing two albums, touring was a laugh as well. Um, there's an interview. It's probably the most recent I've seen. 2017. Uh, it was on the Men and Motors show in a segment called the G Spot. One of the pre- presenters—it's oh, it's hideous. One of the presenters asks Martin if his music is techno. It's wow. one of the oh, worst no. interviews and segments I have ever seen in my life. How does he respond to that? He, techno. He. Yeah, no worries. Just actually, call me Josh Wink. This and it's down to the whatever happens is they obviously haven't come on the show. And only one person out of a panel of four knows who he actually is in the style of music. The rest ask him the most dumbest questions I've ever seen. And obviously knowing nothing about him, the band, the style of music, nothing. And it's, it's, it's shocking. But to Martin's credit, he holds up really well. He's really professional in the way that he answers it. I would have lost it. I would have lost the plot completely. Anyway, so um, shall we talk about the singles? Yes, please. Let's talk about the reason why we're here, which is the musical side. Uh, so, first single off the album was Policeman Skank, Story of My Life. Number 21, it was released in 25th of April 1998. Now, there's no music videos for AudioWeb. No. None. I can't find them. I don't know what. how the heck can there not be music videos to some of these songs. There is no, no music video. But, did you know, and this is maybe how you heard about it. Yep. Maybe. This song, Policeman Skank, was featured on a movie called Broke Down Palace. Do you know this movie? No. Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsdale. They're caught for drug smuggling in Thailand. Policeman Skank was one of the songs off the album. No? No. No, not. Uh, the other one, there's some great remixes out there of this track. The freestylers loved Audio Web, and pretty much every track is a breaks banger. Oh, really? Yeah, which I loved because yeah. I was like... You love bricks. Yeah, I love bricks and uh, I love the freestylers and they pretty much do a, a remix of every audio. I love song. Policeman's Gank. Number 21. All right. Uh, personal feeling. 
Take a stab where that got into the UK charts. Oh, it deserves to be in the top 10. It's not. It's number 65. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Released on the 4th of July, 1998. Again, no video. And the third one, which actually did better um, than Personal Feeling, but I think there's an explanation behind it. So Test the Theory got to number 56. Oh, no. It's a good song, but it's not as good as Personal Feeling. No, it's not. 20th of February, 1999. It was featured on your favourite movie, She's All That. Oh... (laughs) No, it's not I my favourite. I looked at your DVDs. You've still got that DVD. I do not have that DVD. I, oh, come on. I saw it down the stairs. Don't start. But there's no way I have seen that movie. You're a big Freddie Prince Jr. fan. Oh, what? You had heaps of posters oh, on Oh, my God. On I did not. I really did not. I did not. He is... Oh, my God. Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook are in that movie. Whatever uh, happened to him? He... Oh, I know what happened to Freddie Prince Jr. He went to write for the WWF or the WWE. He became an actual creative writer for wrestling. Wow. Sums up wrestling. Oh, I don't have a pop at wrestling as well as Freddie. <laughs> uh, but apparently he's, he was really good. From what I hear, like, because I listen to a few of the, the podcasts out there, he was a, a really, he's a really nice guy and loved wrestling and he, got a, he did really well in there. Good. All right. So, should we get into the album? Yes. All right. So, uh, opens... With Policeman Skank. Great song. Belter of a kickoff track. Brilliant. Uh, let's play it. Here's Policeman Skank, Story of My Life. This is the story of my life. I love it. What a great start to the album. That's that straight off the gates. Um, track and then it's followed by Test the Theory which is another belter yeah it is a belter so um, it's a great follow up to Policeman Skank this is Test the Theory let's test the theory one more time try to blow the Eastern mind test the theory one more time rewind let's test the plate one more time and then you've kind of got the hits keep coming personal feeling love this song You nailed it. We talked about this um, at the end of last week's episode and you talked about those songs that are big songs for us but not necessarily to everyone else. And you talked about uh, Morning Afterglow by Electricity. You talked about Grassman by Dodgy. Who was the other one? So Young. So Young by Ultrasound. And then I would tack this in there as well. 100%. I've got Why Isn't This Song Crowned a Classic? I'd love to know, like, if anyone can tweet, because I don't know... This is the thing as well, music can be so subjective, subjective right? And is it I don't our know, is it our opinion because we loved it? Yeah. Like we did those tracks because it meant something to us? Is it just generally not a very good song? Yeah, are we wrong? Are, are we, we ta- wrong? Because I, just... I don't understand, like I loved it. I played it three times this morning because oh. I knew we were talking about yeah. it. And then I was playing the album just, you know, to remind myself again. And I did it three times. I was like, love it, bang. Yeah. And it's, you know, I don't know, is it just because we have these memories and it means something to us? And so it's like, I love it because it takes me back to a time. Does it generally do... Does it? Should it be in number know. 65 or wherever it landed? But um, I'm, I'd I'm love to know what people think about it. And so, you know what? Send us your feedback on... on especially that song. Like, I, do you just look at us and go, I don't know what you're talking about. That's, that's a rubbish yeah. song. And that's fair enough. because there are, there's, Yeah. You're but wrong. I just... But. 
I just feel, um, yeah, I'm just a bit stunned by some of the... The lack of response to that song. Yeah, and just the lack of response to um, Audio Web as a band and just some of the things that you've been sort of talking about today have been, they've kind of shocked me. Yeah. I feel like I'm a bit stunned. Oh. A bit of a stunned mullet in this episode, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, let's keep going. Uh, after Personal Feeling, you've got Try, which I think is a really good song as well. I've gone, yeah, I, I like it. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that song. You're not? Got to be not. Yeah. I'm going to play it anyway because I like it. Okay. All right, so here is Try. What about Sentiments for a Reason? Please tell me you like that. I do like this song. Okay, good. I think it's gorgeous as well. Yeah. All right, okay. Here's Sentiments for a Reason. Now, this is probably on the cusp of things. I think Soul on Fire is a good song as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, I do. It's not my favourite on the album, but it is a good track. All right, well, let's give you Soul on Fire. Now, this is where it sort of loses it. Just that tad. Just that tad for me. Uh, Free Fall, I've said, is good, and the ending is great, but it's not the belter of the previous sort of run rate. No, I don't particularly like that song. You don't like it? Okay. Nah, Alright, well let's skip free fall. Out of many, I've put is good, okay. Yeah, it's a five out of ten job that one. Okay, alright, alright. Uh control I have put is simply gorgeous. It's a great song. Oh good, alright, we agree on that one. Let's play control. And then it comes back and you've got out of my mind. I've gone, it's not bad. It's still okay. It's probably the weakest. Yeah, it is. Okay, we agree. It's a, yeah, and it's it, it fits your mantra of the second last track. Does Boom. Boom, you're in. I'm back in. You're back. And then we'll play Get Out of Here as the sort of final track. What do you think I said about the final track? Oh, don't tell me you think it's up. No good, because it's not good. I'm shaking my head, but I can see that. So no, I don't. I've actually said it's not my big ending. Um, It's a good song. It's not great. And I think my view on this, you have some absolutely stunning songs on that album. This song doesn't quite take you away in that that beautiful bliss that you've had from the songs previously. So it's okay. Just not great. So we'll play you that to take you out the um, episode. So let's quickly wrap up. We are... Like, seriously, way over. Um, all right, so were you surprised by the response, or should I say lack of response to this album? I think we can yeah, both say exactly we are. So I think I'll be interested to see what people's response to this episode is in general, just in, because of the fact that this album's in it, what people's thoughts are on um, this band, because, again, was it just really us that liked them? Because it appears to be the case. You never um, see them in any any yeah, ratings or... Um, so I'll be keen to see what the feedback... I'm glad we spoke about them. Um, I'm well, glad we had a chat about the album and the songs. Well, let me tell you about the reviews. Okay. Yeah, because... Oh, no. Let's, i tell you one thing. There's not many out there. 
I, so usually, I have a plethora of reviews to pick from. A what? Plethora. You like that? <laughs> oh, slam dunk on the plethora. Um, but you, but I usually have heaps, right? Because uh, that's what it means, Les. So likes Kev. <laughs> wow. And this, I tell you what, I could, I very low, right? But this is the the worst that I could find, and it's from our boys at NME. Ooh. No surprises whatsoever. They hit everyone. Uh, so 1.5 out of 5 <laughs> Tales from Manchester's moss side Are rapidly becoming as tedious As those about heroin infested Edinburgh tower blocks Ashamed then that along with fellow Mancunians The dust junkies AudioWeb are the latest soul warriors Desperately trying to provide the cross-cultural Soundtrack to their hometown's mean streets The aim is fair enough AudioWeb as a modern day clash Effortly fusing issues And musical genres it's just that shorn of the Clash's style and flaming polemic. All that's left is a band with its heart in the right place, making quaint dub baggy that never threatens to incite or even keep awake its listeners. It'd get worse. Firework City is their second album and it retains all the outdated hallmarks that characterised its predecessor. Despite hiring Stephen Leroni as producer and seizing last year's Zeitgeist, by bolting strings to half their songs, they've still failed to advance their sound beyond Northside Go Hip Hop. What should be cutting edge is steadfastly old-fashioned. Sirens and helicopters collide with random scratching, house beats slap against synthesized strings, and still the best you can say about songs like Get Out of Here and Best in Our Personal Feelings is that they're tuneful but undemanding, not quite the riot it should be. Oofed. Tarsh, eh? Oof. But it's sort of. It, do you know what it does say? Maybe we're in because um, it does like you chuck in a couple of strings, a couple of synths. There is the odd random noise. I did think in that album, like, yeah, but and I do sometimes. It, I it does, but I can see how maybe they think it's maybe a bit over produced in some way. Because I was listening to it, and I actually thought it was a car alarm outside, but it wasn't. So I mean, and that's true. That actually did happen. I did look out the window, but. Um, All right. Should we get into the good stuff? Yeah, go on. Not much. Bandicoot Dude. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, off Amazon. AudioWeb's second album was one of as- absolute mastery. The songwriting had vastly improved beyond that of the self-titled effort, which is fantastic in its own right, but this time around I felt the reggae duck was more at the forefront of their sound. Lead vocalist Martin Merchant sounds more confident, going from sweet soul epic to full-on reggae rasp with ease. Test the Test the Theory is easily one of the best, best tracks on here, but other epics such as Try have a serious sonic soundscape to lose yourself in. Shame these guys never went any further, but with two brilliant al- albums on offer, you'd be a fool not to indulge. Hard to categorise this band, one part rock, one part dub, and the other part being reggae. Take my advice and test your theory one more time, you won't regret it. Ooh, wordplay! <laughs> I quite like that. Okay. Jeez, you're harsh. Can you... Let me just check. You can't see what the next episode is. No, you can't. Why don't you read a review? People are sick to death of hearing my voice. E.J. Smith on Amazon. Go on. This but... isn't a setup, by the way. I'm oh, okay, okay, okay. It's not a setup, I promise. So there I was, summer 97, sat in the now defunct Wembley Stadium, awaiting the arrival on stage of U2. As I was sat enjoying the crowd and weather, one of the day's best support act no, one of the day's support acts snuck onto stage without grabbing my attention too much. Then bang, 
This band filled the stadium with the kind of energy and emotion that I was not expecting till the very end of the night. Audio Web were providing an amazing set of music that lifted the entire crowd and really left its mark on me. I was stunned by the way the band played together and the amazing ever-varying vocals of Martin Merchant, so upon returning home I promptly, promptly set about grabbing myself a copy of one of their albums. Fireworks City has got to be one of the most exciting musical discoveries I've made for myself. From the loud, upbeat opening track to the simple, sample-filled finale, this album is now an extremely varied landscape of sound that has become a regular in my CD player for many years now. The rocking opening of the album leads into the pure emotions, see personal feeling, and then continues to hit home with other standout tracks, sentiments for a reason, free fall and control. If you enjoy well-crafted music and like your tunes to really do something, then pick up a copy. You won't be disappointed. Thank you. I, mean, I think I think we need to do that from now on because some of the reviews I get are quite long, and obviously it's like uh, my voice going on and on. So yeah. I think I'll get you to read out some reviews in the future. Yeah. I th- I think that's really well said, though, right? No, I do. Okay, so I I like that, and it actually made me smile hearing you say that because it reminded me of the first time hearing about this band and the fact that I've carried it through all these years. And yeah, I still same. love the album. Yeah. Uh, what did you give it? Did you see your score down here? No, I should have looked though because I can't remember. I reckon it's a 6.5. 7. What a shocker. It's a 6. It's a C, yeah, fair enough. Do you, and we've talked about this every episode, you're harsh. Do you think it's still a 6? Yeah. Really? You give an album like that a 6 after raving about it for... 6, 6.5, yeah. Because there's a lot of tracks there I said I wasn't particularly fond of. And there are some great tracks. Yeah. It's not... Yeah, it's not my. Like I, I'm glad we spoke. Like I said, to you, I'm glad we well, spoke yeah. about them, and I'm yeah, glad yeah. they're in there. But I guess when you've we've got a narrow. When I was doing the ratings, right, you got to think in your head. There was a lot of times I was comparing on all those bands yeah, and albums. It's an album that we love, mm-hmm. and not really with a six out of ten. But I do love it. I do like it. It's not like I put it on all the time, but it's it's nostalgic. Okay. Like all right. Do you want to know what I give? Oh, eight. This is our biggest gap. Wow. This is the... In fact, it's not the biggest gap. It's the second biggest gap on an album. On on the charts, right? So there's still another album out there. Oh, no. That I love a lot more than you do, right? But this is the second one. I know what's coming. I give this a nine. A nine? Yep. Yep. And I'll tell you why. Because I listen to it all the time. And I know you're big hitters. I know you're going to go the What's the Stories, the Urban Hymns and all that sort of stuff. I listen to this album more than those. And so that means that this album means a lot to me and yeah. I still love. So that's why I've... And I'll start, yeah, and I get that. So I think that's good that you have done that. And I think the reason I would give it a six is the other way. I don't listen to this album there you often. Go. Then I, that's fine. But personal feeling, Policeman Skank, I love those songs. Yeah. I love the fact we spoke about them because we used to... You know, we did listen to that album. We've probably not known. A lot of people didn't know it. Yeah. But for me, it doesn't. It doesn't stand up in the same leagues as the other bands. I understand that. I understand that. That's fine. Uh, let's get on out of here. So, uh, the band. We talked about the band. Yeah, yeah. Look, unfortunately, they're they're not around anymore. Um, all of the web. There's no website. There's no Twitter. There was a Twitter, but it's not. It's not active anymore. Um, are they on Spotify? Yes, but only the first album, yeah. not this. So you actually go out and buy this album. I Just go out and buy it. That's, that's all I've got to say. Right. This is the big one. This is... You know this is coming. 
You ready? You've 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 seen the way I bounced in today. Are you ready for the next album? I'm nervous because I got a feeling I think I know what it is. So next week is our tenth episode, mm-hmm. including the intro, obviously. Yep. Uh, are you ready? No, I feel sick. You don't look well. No. Uh, do you want to? If this is okay, let's let's talk about it then, right? Let's let's. You normally guess. I know what this is. I know what this is. You know what it is? I know what it is. Okay, you can, I swear to all this, you have zero, you can't even see my notes, you, can, you can't, I've I wish you could it. see my face. You've, I've just slumped in my chair. That energy that I had is gone. It's gone. You've aged 10 years, you've, your frown lines are coming up, you've got a vein on the side of your face as well, which I've never noticed before. Take a stab. Go on, see if, let's see if you get it's it. It's 1977 by Ash. It's not! Oh! <laughs> which means... But it's still a cult movie. <laughs> oh. I was convinced that's what it was. No, no, no. This is this is an album that is personal to you, not me. So if you remember, I gave you a little hint at the beginning where I said that this episode, I think I, I favour more. Yeah. But there was one coming which you absolutely favour more than I do. Okay. Okay. I still, I can't guess. I, don't, I can't, you might get angry with this. I, I can't, I should maybe move the glasses off the desk. Number 43, 10th episode in, is The Stone Roses with Second Coming. You are joking. And that, I am going to get. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. I should have warned you, you can't swear. We've done so well. <laughs> So, all right, let's talk about that. Let's talk about no, your reactions. Do you, know my, do you know what my reaction is? I'm actually really happy because I didn't think this stood a chance in the top 50. Why? Because you hate it. Yeah. Um, and it's probably, you know, it's probably wanna... not as good as some of the other albums we've spoken about. Yeah. I'll give that. I love it, though, and I can't wait to talk about some of the tracks because I reckon this is one of my convincing jobs. So I feel I've been set a task. I'm glad you feel this way Challenge So Accepted This is where I'm going to hand it to you Right Amazing This is your episode Amazing The research The structure I'll do the other bits and bobs for you I'll keep it going But this is your episode I want you to tell me all Because You know how I feel about the roses Especially how I feel about this album Which is not as bad as you think I may feel about this album I should say Because obviously you'll find out my rating um, so I want you to take me through. I want you to tell me all about the roses. I want you to tell me where they were at when they made this album. The response, like you said, because the anticipa- anticipation was one thing, then the response was another. Was it great? So this is probably one where I get very, very subjective, <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably not going to be a whole lot of balance. So I will do, but I will. But you've got to think what we've just gone through. I gave Audio Web a nine. You gave Audio Web a six, right? I got to talk, and I'm yeah. happy because I get to talk about one of the albums that I love. This is your time. I'm excited. You are excited. I'm See, pumped. I took you away from thinking it was nine. I'm glad you feel that way because I honestly thought you were going to throw this table over and come at me. No, because seriously, I had I didn't think there was any chance this album was in the top fifty. The thing I is, genuinely didn't. I actually had written it off. Didn't think there was a chance I was going to get to talk about them. No, I think you're you're a hard rater, and I actually thought you would have rated this album a bit higher. And my rating wasn't as bad as... Because I'll be honest, I went back and probably listened to it a few times because I know how much the album means to you. 
and um, I looked at a couple of different listens and my rating went up. I'm so excited to talk about some of the tracks. And I will get, do you know what? And I will try and make it balanced. I will get reviews, I'll talk about people, I will talk about what people think of it. Um, and I will, but I feel by the end of the episode, you're gonna. Didn't work with Screamadelica. Well, they're a bit dead. Some of the feedback we got was people thought I got you. <laughs> Gotta be honest. All right, let's get out of here. So I'm glad you feel that way. I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about that one. Uh, so um, feedback, questions, suggestions, ratings, please. And um, we are at Britpop Banter, or email us at Britpop Banter at gmail Les, goodbye, and look forward to it. <laughs> Love spreads around. I can't wait already. I'm singing. You gotta wait another week. You got to be fair. You got you got a bit of homework to do, right? Yeah, it's okay. Okay, you ready? I've got this. You've got well. You, you screwed up our intro, so I hope you can hold an episode. I didn't know you were recording. <laughs> got to be honest. <laughs> All right, thank you, everyone. It's been a good episode. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.